You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to part two of our West of Scotland Premier Division season preview. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. I'm joined by Auckland Lake Talbot striker Mark Shanklin. Shankers, how are we? Yeah, I'm good. All good. Brilliant. And we're joined by the West of Scotland expert, Lachlan Haggett. Mm-hmm. Lachlan, how are we? That's a big call. Eh? <laughs> I was calling Shankers a striker, but here we are. <laughs> Brilliant. We are going to do our second, second preview of the five-part series. Today we're going to take a look at Arvin Meadow, Clyde Bank, Cumnock and Rob Roy. We did, we did mention yesterday, but we'll ask again, Shankers, how excited are you for the season to kick off? Aye, as I said, we, we can't wait. We're looking forward to it, just to get going. It's going to be tough. We've got, it's going to be tough for every team. We've got a lot, uh, a lot of games to get through this season. I think we've got 10 fixtures in, in five weeks, so we're going to need everybody. Uh, after the five weeks, you could almost maybe get a picture of how the season is going to go. So it's going to be a big, big few weeks ahead. Definitely. Lachlan, how excited are you to be getting back to the stadiums and watching games? Oh, it's great to have kind of grassroots football back in it. It's, it's brilliant. It's, uh, there's nothing better than a, a, a junior game in the past. Obviously, it's West of Scotland League now, but it's, it's just kind of different, totally different to going to, you know, your bigger games and that. It's a, it's a much more... Friendly, well, maybe not so friendly sometimes, but <laughs> it's good, it's good. Definitely. We are going to kick off with looking at Irvin Meadow. So, Irvin Meadow, obviously, are a team that have been around a while, Shankers. What is their target for this season, do we think? I think teams like Irvin Meadow, and I feel as if I'm, I'm saying this repeatedly, we, we clubs like Irvin Meadow, and we've spoke previously about Beath and and stuff like that. They, I think they, they have to be up there at the top end of the table uh, for, a, for a couple of meadow. I, I know a few years ago they've been down the divisions, but they're a top uh, division side. I think for for me, Irvin uh, Meadow have to be challenged at the top end of the league. I know that I know their management team have, have played with them for a few years and, and they've been very successful in their playing careers and looking to replicate that when they get into management. And, They've had a few wise signings this season, like Mick Waldrop for, for uh, Hurlford, who, who I'm sure Irvin Meadow weren't, weren't the only team that was was after him. So I think Irvin Meadow, for it to be deemed a successful season, they have to be up there at the top end challenging. Definitely. Lachlan, what's your thoughts on Irvin Meadow going into this season? Yeah, I think they're looking good. I watched them last week against Hurlford. They, they came out 2-1 winners. Uh, they, they were good, they're, they're very kind of solid and compact, they're, they're brilliant at the back, the amount of challenges, last-ditch challenges they're putting in, they're kind of set up very well defensively, and I, I use the phrase young and hungry a lot, but I think Spence and Latta, their, their management team, they're young and hungry managers, they want to be successful, and as Shanker says, they're used to winning when they when they played with, with Talbot and stuff, so I think they're, uh, they're kind of well, well kind of versed in success, and they want to be I think they'll be wanting to win the league. That'll be their target. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I spoke to Arvin Meadows midfielder Jamie Martin about the upcoming season for Meadow. So we're joined by Arvin Meadows' Jamie Martin. Jamie, it's a pleasure to welcome you on. Thanks for joining me. Cheers, Scott. Thanks for having us. Looking forward to it. No worries. How you been? 
Aye, all good, mate. All good. How about yourself? All good, mate. Thanks. What's happening? What's what's uh, how excited are you for the season to start? Oh, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely buzzing, mate. See, as soon as we stopped playing football last last December, I've all been thinking about kicking the ball, but again, honestly, it's I even said to like Spenny and Lot, like you need to get me in sooner or rather than later, because uh, we started, I started doing like more stuff, and I was, right. I was getting involved yet, like I was just training myself. I, I just couldn't wait to get back with the rest of the squad and get going. Definitely. Obviously, you signed last season during COVID. Like, how how hard was it for your your first season we made it to get kind of shut down relatively quickly? Oh, I think it was it was difficult as um like there was no fans in the stadium at all, and and it, we were we were going to games in a kit, etc. It was just it wasn't real. If you know what I mean, it, it didn't feel real. Like obviously, this this is going to be my first proper season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't really count last season, but obviously, I'm I'm happy to be. Uh, a club like me that's class but um, I, I don't know it, it didn't feel like a proper season in a way if you get me definitely What's, uh, how hard's pre-season been? pre-season's been tough to be fair it's, it's, one, it's one of the toughest I've had um, obviously my, my days at United the reserves team and that they, they were quite tough but um, I think this one tops it just being the fact that I've not played football for so long and just getting back into it, it it's almost like um, I forgot how to play football in a way and just forget, forgetting how to run. <laughs> Brilliant. What's uh, Colin and James's kind of preparation been for the season? How have they been with you? Oh, they, they've, they've been top-notch with us since, since we got back. Uh, the first training session we had, it was, it was more or less about the ball, like the first few sessions, and then then we started taking it up a wee bit with, with the running, and we didn't really see them with the ball that much. But uh, no, they, they've been top-class with us, even like, They've added a lot of stuff in the season about shaping, etc. With with the squad and how how we want to play as a team and how they can get the best out of each other as like, an individual as a team collective. So they've really stepped up again, I think. From, Brilliant. From what I've seen last season. Brilliant. What's the changes been like the squad? Like who's come in? Uh, well, so we've added Mick Wardrobe, uh, Kyle Falls, two new keepers, Mark Waters, David Markey, Sam McCoy's came in, and uh, we just signed a new boy. Brian, Brian Connor last night. So I did a good few changes to the squad. So we have it's it's really stepped us up a week. It's stepped us up a gear. Brilliant. What's the hopes and expectations? How do you see the season going? So it's kind of a hard question that because it's such a it's such a competitive league, isn't it? It's Aye. I mean every team's even every team's top draw, but for me, I, I don't see us being um like any slouch. I think we'll actually be up there. I know you've obviously got the like the Darvels, like the, the I reckon they'll probably run away with it and the Talbots and the Clay Banks are up there, but I sort of saying to the boys, like who's to stop us being up there? You know what I mean? Like why why can't we be up there? We're good we're a good enough squad, it's all but like if you've got a mindset, if you know what I mean. Definitely. What about you? Like how how do you feel fitness wise getting on to see? I feel fine. I feel absolutely fine. I've not had any injuries. I feel this is probably the fittest I've been to be honest. Played 90 minutes last night and there was not a drop of sweat on me <laughs> to be fair nah getting on I was I worked, worked hard on that but um, yeah, I, I feel great like, honestly I, I've set hopes my targets are to get to get more goals probably this season I think that's one bit of my game that I need to add is, I'm fine with the assisting and all that but definitely need to add more games to my get goals to my game Brilliant. best of luck for the season James it's been a pleasure to have you on all the Thank best you very much, mate, Scott. I appreciate that cheers, cheers.
We're now with Clyde Bank. Clyde Bank, obviously, a team we were at yesterday. Lachlan, how do we see Clyde Bank's going? They've got a few new faces in. Do they have the potential to challenge for the league? I, I think it would be daft to write off Clyde Bank because you look at the, the last season when they tried to get it going, Clyde Bank, great start. And they've only strengthened as well now, like say Adam Hodge for Hurlford, ex-Killy. You know, he's a he's a cracking addition, really is, because I think you saw at Hurlford, he was a standout. So signing players like that, it's, it just shows their intentions. And I think when you look at their form, kind of post, like kind of last season, it, it just shows that they're, they're going to be up there for sure. Definitely. Shankers, the Clyde Bank are a worrying team for Rocking Light this season? I think there's there's a good few teams in the league that are uh, that are going to be, I'm not saying worrying, but that they're going to be certainly wanting to, want to challenge ourselves and, and the rest of the teams to, to get to the top of the league. And we've got Clyde Bank at home in the first game, so we'll certainly, we'll certainly find out what they're like early on in the season. That was, that was our last competitive game and in the uh, old junior league, so we'll see. We'll see what the difference has been since for then uh, till now. But as Lawson said last year, I think I, I think it was only maybe four games. Uh, but Clydebank won four out of four, so you can only you can only go with a with our last uh, games, and and that's what they've done. And as, as Lawson said, they've added Adam Hodge, they added Tamish McKinley, who was who was at us. He maybe never seen enough game time as as he wanted at us, but I'm sure. That's why he's, he's went to Clyde Bank and, and he scored a few goals already in pre-season. We've added a few boys for Rochdale, who was uh, Gordon Moffat's previous team, so, so he knows them and, and they're more than capable of, of coming into the side. And Clyde Bank will be strong this year, uh, I've no doubt about that. And, and we'll have a, a tough, tough first game of the season, that's for sure. Definitely. Myself and Shanker spoke to Clyde Bank manager Gordon Moffat for the upcoming season. So we're joined with the Clyde Bank manager, Gordon Moffat. Gordon, welcome to the show. How have you been? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, just um, just plodding on like day else, trying to, try to get through pre-season and navigating all the COVID stuff. But no, I'm fine, thanks. How excited are you to the season? Just kicking off shortly. I, I think like day else, you know, at, at all levels, just, just really glad to have football back. You know, it's obviously... No, it's a big part of my life, it's a big part of a lot of people's lives. So just just glad to be back, even just training, you know, and, and playing some friendlies. It's been uh, it's been a godsend for a lot of people. So I uh, thankful to have it back. Definitely. Pre-season, how hard's it been to get everybody back to back to normal after such a long layoff? Um uh, hard, if I'm honest. It's it's been different. Uh I've said that to said that to the players that it's hard to it's hard to put yourself in their shoes because normally you can sort of empathise with players and say, look, you know, I, I know how it feels. You've had that four to six week layoff and you've you've got to get your sharpness back up and whatever. But, you know, the guys are six months for some of them. Some of them are up to a year of, of no football. So it's, it's very hard to put yourself in their shoes and know how their bodies are feeling and stuff. So it's been very, very different. But, um, you know, I can only speak for my players, obviously, but they've, they've dealt with it so well. Um, they've been they've been great, and I feel like we're gradually just we're starting to get there now. Still got a wee bit to go, but we're gradually getting there. See, Gordon, see just before, see how it's different in such a long layoff. Did you have to tell you maybe you've got players coming in and you've maybe got an expectation level of where they're going to run about where they're meant to be for the season? Did you have to 
drop that a wee bit or, or what, just for how long, how long obviously the layoff or are they still in, in touch with them? Can I tell them to keep themselves taken over kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I think I think you man, we'll, we'll maybe be a wee bit different for you because I know he's always obviously you guys decided not to play. So we, we obviously had that spell of playing last season for a bit. And again, even that was disrupted. And you know, whether that was the right decision or not, it was a decision we made and and we tried it. But so so we had a wee bit of football, then nothing, then it was a bit stop start. So then it was pretty much from January uh, that, that we were starting again almost from nothing. So the guys I pretty much said to them, look, just go and have a break. You know, there was no point in, you know, yourself, mate, it's, you know, ticking over with remote training and that's hard. It's it's mentally hard for the guys to keep going with that. And so we just gave them a total break. And then when we, we started to get back in there, we did a wee bit of remote sessions again. Then slowly groups of twos or threes, the guys were local to each other. And again, we had them in the GPS and all that, but it was, as you know, Sean, because there's only so much you can do. Do you know what I mean? It's it's no that's no football running. Mm-hmm. It's it's just running. And okay. I was I was conscious that I didn't want the, I didn't want to turn them into five k runners or ten k ten k record holders. I was trying to get them ready to play football. So I'm quite focused on you know football specific training. So we did a wee bit of that remote because I think we just had to get a general fitness. But I it's been very difficult, and I think. I think getting them back into pre-season, you know, we approached it a wee bit different. It's been a bit of a slower build and now we're right into, obviously, games and shorter stuff and then try to get them ready. But you'll know yourself, mate. It's, it's, been, it's been hard. Let's not kid yourself. What changes have you made to the squad this summer? So, I, I, again, I think just relating to what I was saying there, because, because obviously we had done quite a serious rebuild last summer, um, so I brought a lot of players in and out. I think it was 12, 12 new players to the club last year, including a couple of guys that promoted to the 20s. So it was a huge turnover. Um, and we'd, we'd obviously started really well, you know, albeit we'd only played seven, eight games, but we'd started well. So I didn't really want to make wholesale changes, to be honest with you, because we've not really, not really seen what a squad's capable of yet. So I was lucky enough, obviously, kept the nucleus of the squad. We've, we've only really turned over three or four. So we had with Gary McMenamin has stepped back. Um, he's my assistant, obviously, but he's stepped back from playing a wee bit. Um, Andy Parson retired. And with Ben Cameron, young Ben Cameron's moved through the university in Edinburgh. So we've put him out on loan for the season in Musselburgh. So with three out, and then we brought in um we brought in three. Uh so Adam Hodge for Hurlford, Hamish McKinley, that Shankers will know for Talbot, and Kevin Green. And then we made um, young Liam Harris's loan for Hamilton Aki's permanent. So quite minimal, to be honest with you, just small tweaks. But um, again, key positions we wanted to strengthen. So uh, it's been fairly minimal, but I think quite a lot of teams have been like that. Because their squads and we've not really had a chance to see them. So why would you change too much? Yeah, definitely. Final question. Which obviously, as well, top of the league before the season was curtailed last year. What are the... Where do you see yourselves in this season? How what's your kind of hopes and expectations for the season ahead? I think for me, um, when I came to the club at Clydebank, you know, we were skating about mid table, and um, I've said this on quite a few things, and don't want to hark back to when I played. But when I played for the club, you know, when we're in the Premier, we're a top three, four team. So I think, if I'm honest, you know, when I came to the club and spoke to Bo, that's my aspirations to get us back. 
at the, at the sharp end of the league, if you like. Um, so, I mean, I'm realistic in terms of where we're at budget-wise compared to maybe some of the big guns. But at the same time, you know, we've got we've got a terrific infrastructure at the club. We've got everything set up there. And we're, we're now, you know, we're, we're really attracting top players now, you know, some of the signings that we've been bringing over in the last two years. So, um, I mean, I want to, obviously I want to go and win the league, but our first target is to go and get back at that top end and challenging and mixing it with the big guys and going to semi-finals and finals of the Cups and stuff. That, that's got to be the aim for a club this size. Um, you know, as I said, realistic with the budget side of where we're at, but you know, to me, that, that shouldn't be a barrier. That's not the be-all and end-all. You know, we never had a bu- big budget when I played for the club and we were in that position. So it, it can't, what I'm saying is it can't be an excuse. Um, I need to get us back at the top end of this league. And obviously at some point we want to go and get that promotion place and, and go up. That That's, if I'm honest, that's the aspirations for this club. Thanks very much for coming on, Gordon. Best of luck for the season ahead. No worries, mate. Enjoy. Gordon. Cheers. We'll move into Cumnock. Shankers, Auchinleck and Cumnock have got a, a big history. What's the expectations for Cumnock this season, do we think? I think uh, previous seasons, Cumnock have kind of been a middle of the road side and and just sometimes maybe happy to win the division. But I think with Tony McAnally there now, Cumnock's ambitions, the size of the club, the support that they have uh, around the, the area, the they have to be up there, similar with medal. They have to be up there at the top end of the table to to be deemed a successful season. And and Tony's brought in a good a good few players. Uh, he's brought in Kyle McCausland, who was at, who was at Glen Afton, uh, a local lad who who knows what it, he's been successful at, at Glen Afton. We winning the league in the Scottish Cup, so so adding him into the squad will be will be a good addition. There's there's a few others there. They lost Paul Burns as well, which will be a loss to them. Uh, because he's a, a very good player and know that he's also experienced. But I'm sure uh, Tony's done it from the to get them up challenging and, and get them at the high end of the table. And, and that's what he'll be looking to do. And, and as I said, the successful season for Cumnock, they, they have to be up there challenging, that's for sure. Definitely. Lachlan, what's your thoughts on Cumnock going into this season? Aye, Tony McAnally's a winner. That's why they've brought him in, you know. It just shows their ambition. Cumnock, they're, they're not going to be a middle of the road team anymore, as Shanker says. You know, I think they were the first team to get licensed out of the new batch of licensed teams as well. So that just shows, again, their ambition to get everything done. And, you know, that they'll win the, the senior Scottish as well. I don't think that, I don't think they've been in that before. We're right in saying. So that'll be a experience for them as well. So it's all kind of positive, absolutely. And I think they'll they'll be kind of one under the radar, possibly, to watch. Albert game, Shanklin. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I spoke to Tony McNally, the Cumnock manager, about the expectations for Cumnock this season. So we're joined by the Cumnock manager, Tony McNally. Tony, it's a pleasure to welcome you on to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for inviting me, Scott. Appreciate being on the show. No worries. How you been? Aye, good, 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 good. Just uh, working away, you know, family, work, football, you know, just the, the, the way it is. So, yeah, Definitely. having a great time. How are, you, how are you excited are you for the season to start? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's good to get back to a wee bit of normality where, you know, people are getting the vaccinations now. Myself, I've had a couple of jags. Um, you know, boys are getting excited. You know, they're getting a bit fitter, uh, getting a bit of team spirit, and the boys are glad to be back. Yeah, so 
really excited for the season ahead. I think it should be a really competitive uh, league. And, uh, you know, we, we've added spice. We've got, you know, the wider, uh, the soccer shop, Scottish Cup. Yeah. Also as well, we've got the, the big senior uh, Scottish Cup as well. So a bit different all round um, yeah, definitely. from what's normal. Definitely. How hard has it been to get the players back into shape for pre-season? Have you found it easier than you thought? No, more difficult. Um, we've had um, just a lot of conditioning um, issues. I think most clubs will probably tell you the same. Um, the boys were doing their own 5Ks and cycling and all, all, the, all the different stuff, but football conditioning is completely different from just doing your own running. There's no really competitiveness in that. Um, so, yeah, it's been difficult to get the boys back in condition and get back into shape. So we've tried to stage the pre-season back. We, we started back like one night a week, then we went one night a week on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and then we get into our rhythm in the last kind of three or four weeks. So just trying to get the boys back in shape, yeah. Brilliant. What changes have you made to the squad this summer? Um, I, I've kept my better players. All the ones that I wanted to keep, um, I've kept. Um, you know, your Kieran Hughes, your Kel McCausland, Alan Murdoch's, Owen Bell, Finley Fries, and the likes. Um, unfortunately, we've had a few bumps in the road. Uh, Paul Burns announced his retirement, yeah. um, which is a blow because Burner's a fantastic pro and a great player. Um, so, But we found a role for him within the academy structure, so he's had a player pathway. So he works closely with us in the first team and the 20s. Um, and Ryan Caddis, who'd signed for the season, and I would never stand in any player's road. Ryan got offered the, the manager's job. We spoke it through. He quite fancied it. And, you know, I've tried to help him along the way. So I wish Ryan all the best. And hopefully he makes the most of being a manager. But we've, we've replaced him with good players. You know, I've brought in um, Chris Stafford from Morton. I've brought in um, Liam Douglas, Douglas from Queen of the South. I've got Dan McGill back with us. Mm-hmm. I've uh, got Big Rory McIntyre from Partick Thistle, uh, Nathan Baird signed from Air United. So, yeah, I and I've got about three or four in in trial just now, and I'm hoping to announce maybe one or two signings next week after tomorrow's game. Brilliant. What's the uh, hopes and expectations this season? Where do you, where do you see the club finishing? Um, too experienced to kind of guess that. I always find that in this level, I just want us to be very, very competitive go as far as we can in the Cups, try and win something, um, and go as high up the league as possible. It is a bit cutthroat more than more, most years with seven going down. Yeah. So I think it's imperative that you're consistent in the league uh, to try and get yourself out of the, the, the trouble zone. Um, and, you know, once you've done that, then you can, you can look at different targets. The other thing as well about the league as well is that there's always shocks in the league. Teams that you expect to do well don't do well. Teams that you don't expect to do well come from nowhere and and do something. You know that it's it's. I've always found that at this West of Scotland League that there's always a team that surprises you that comes from nowhere and and does something. But I would expect the kind of usual suspect. A lot of clubs have spent heavily in terms of budget, um, but it's fantastic to see a lot of clubs getting their Scottish license, their SFA license. Fantastic to see the investment in not only the playing staff, but in the facilities roundabout. Um, a lot of clubs, you know, you know, our, our own selves, you know, the likes of Clyde Bank have invested, you know, Auchinleck's invested. 
um, Darvel's invested, Cole Winning's invested. So it's fantastic to see the investment in other clubs Definitely. as well. Final question, how excited are you to have the fans back this, this season? Ah, it's brilliant. I mean, I don't think um, anyone that's of a football persuasion or a f- football mind who have played and managed at this level or any level would say that football was real last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really fake and false. I didn't really enjoy watching football last year, if I'm being honest, you know, on the TV. Um, fans, fans always add to the, the atmosphere, you know, and also they keep it real for you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not doing well, they, they let you know. If you're doing well, you know, it's, it's fantastic to hear the roar of the crowd and your team w- wins or scores a goal. So, yeah, so excited to have the fans back and... I'm sure I speak for all the, the managers and players that fans certainly, you know, is most welcome back in football again. Brilliant. Thanks very much for coming on, Tony. Best of luck for the season ahead. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your time. Thanks. Brilliant. Thanks, Scott. We'll move on to Kirk and Tillett, Rob Roy, who have a, a difficult couple of years. Shanker's not been at their, their usual stadium. How important is it for the fan base, for the, the team to perform on the park? It's huge, and and we've we spoke about we've got them in the second game of the season uh, up at Dumbarnold, and it's always always a tough place to go. It's it's maybe no nice saying this, but it's a horrible place to go, especially on Wednesday night or or at the end of the season where where you look to go for a result. And at times we've struggled up there against uh, Kirk and 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 Stuart Maxwell's been there for a good few years. He, he knows how to play play this league and, and play against certain teams and, and he, he picked up results and, and Rob Roy uh, again they'll be they'll be looking to to maybe just see themselves safe this season as well and and maybe kick on for that. It's gonna be tough. I know we've said a few times about eight teams, seven or eight teams getting getting relegated, but it is gonna to be tough for as Lawson said it's nearly half the league. So I mean you, you could be sitting middle of the road thinking you're safe and then Lose a couple of games and then you're back down. So I think Rob Roy will be one of the teams that that will be scrapping for points and and it's always a difficult place to go. And Walker, what's your thoughts on Rob Roy? Uh, it's a funny one because Rob Roy a few years ago they were up challenging for the title. They, I remember they did an incredible start one season. I think they went was it unbeaten in the first ten or something like that. That you know they had an incredible season that was under obviously Maxwell. That. It's such as Stranker says, it's a hard place to go. You know, the, the park at Cumbernauld, it's it's it suits them to a T, the yeah. way they can play, you know, it they've got it down down to the ground and stuff. But I think again, I'm pretty sure the last junior season they were kind of struggling near the bottom of the table. I think they might actually have been bottom if my memory memory serves me. Yeah. So I mean that doesn't bode well when, when half the league's gone down, but you know, I, I'm not gonna Say that I know too much about how they've they've recruited, but they they definitely need to have strengthened, kind of quite well to to avoid the drop, and that will be the the one and only aim, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely. I spoke to Rob Roy manager Stuart Maxwell for the upcoming season. So we're joined by the Kirk and Tyler, Rob Roy manager Stuart Maxwell. Stuart, thanks very much for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you. No problem. It's good to see you. Brilliant. How you been? Hi. Uh, I've been good. Uh... But whatever else, a wee bit sick of lockdowns and uh, everything that's went with it. But uh, been challenging, been for a football perspective, been very challenging for, as I say, for everybody this year. So uh, a lot of changes and a lot of new things. But just try, try and go as best I can. 
Definitely. How excited are you for the season to be starting up again? Yeah, uh, seven teams can do. I'm not too excited. Uh, no, no, listen. See, for, 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 for players' point of view, it's it's good to see young men back playing. Uh, I sort of analyse how I would have coped with this as a young guy through the pandemic if I was uh, still obviously playing and. It was really tough and it's been tough for the players to come back because obviously managers are demanding. What kind of changes have been made to the squad this year and how do you feel about the squad? Uh, well, I've been been the manager at Rob Roy for nine years and this is the third, maybe the final time I've had to rip the sheet of paper up and start again. So it's basically about two players, my captain, my vice-captain. It's, it's a whole new squad. We managed to get together for seven games last year, but you know yourself, was it enough? But uh, there's a lot of good young players there. Yeah, technically good football players, but you've now come into rough and tumble a non-league football where there's so many teams riddled with quality. And uh, can can technically match teams, I definitely, but that's no it's gonna make the difference. I think it's I think if you can mentally and physically match teams as well, and we'll we'll take a wee bit of time to adjust to that. But let's like say if I can keep it together and, and keep them improving. Which I'm on a limited budget anyway just now, so that, that's the only opportunity I've got. But we worked really hard to get players in because it is difficult to get players in, even even with guys with a, a sort of bigger budget. I'll tell you that. But uh, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a learning curve. But I'm hoping we can learn quickly. You mentioned there obviously about the the kind of set the stops that season. The the plans for the new stadium was was all was it the plan to kind of move into that as soon as possible? And how's it been kind of that it's, kind of falling apart? It's it's been like a it's been like been in a movie a horror movie to be honest. Uh, there's been so many points that we thought we were nearly there, uh, and then it's fell back in the last couple of years. But then all of a sudden the council came out with a statement from them saying that uh, everything had been passed and we're ready to go. And we're looking for a start date in uh, late March, early April. Obviously, no. You'll hide behind the COVID issue is why it's been delayed, but it's not been good enough to be honest, Scott. And uh, it's really held the club back. And I really, at one point, uh, I feared as if there would be a club. And uh, I've went to MSPs. And obviously, I've been there a long time. As I said, I'm local in the community as well, and I've got a bit of, of respect with local councillors. And yeah, I mean, I said Rob Roy's an institution. It's, it's a club that's 140 plus years old, and I said it can't keep going the way it is. It's a fractured club. The big name, great support, good people that run it, but our infrastructure is really fractured. You know, with no stadium, we've, we can't draw in sponsorship. And if supporters are probably to be honest, the supporters are getting fed up of travelling out with their town in such a big town as well. So, from my point of view. I'm there to keep Rob Roy alive with the chairman and the small committee. And I feel as if if we don't get the start date, proposed start date, I'm moving into, I think it may be big July, Scott, I'm led to believe. Uh, I really, I fear for the future of the club. And I think it's only when you lose something within your community as big as that, you would realise and people would take up point when it's too late, if that makes sense. How important have the, have the support been and how excited are you to welcome them back this, this season? Do you know what, Rob Roy, I've got great support. Uh, I mean, we've, over the years, and when I, mean, I played there, and especially when you know, you're selling another team and you're, you're, you're doing well, the support you've been, been great to me. Uh, 
been great to me as a manager. I've had the highs as every manager, as every manager had a lot of lows, uh, but they've been a great support. And I've not seen a lot of them for a long time, and I've got a personal touch with a lot of them now as well. So it'd be good to see, just for, for everybody in general, to see, even to get abuse off for away fans, you know what I mean? <laughs> just to see everybody back and get a wee bit of normality. It's been tough for everybody. And, but we've, a lot of non league clubs have got an older support. Uh, we've lost a couple during the pandemic, which is which is hard, and uh, we've had one of our coaches, uh, a younger coach that I've brought through, has been really ill through the last couple of months, and that's been hard to watch. So, such a younger, a young guy, really, really struggle. That's took a bearing on the club as well. So yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of things, but no, I just generally want like to see people back. Brilliant. Lastly, what's the hopes and expectations for that season? Where do you see yourselves finishing in the league? If I finish eighth bottom, that'll be like winning the league for me this year. To be honest, it'll be tough. I'm not. I say I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie and sit there and give false. I, I think we've got to stay at the bottom seven. I think if Rob Roy can do that, it'd be a massive achievement. I think if we can do that, it would be a massive achievement for that squad of players at the age of that. And then I think they could really kick on. You can start to see the fruits of that maybe the following year. So it's it's massive. But I, I have said to him like. The non league season is potentially 38 league games and say cups, you've been close to 50 games, Scott. Yeah. A lot of players at that age group, um, non league players, haven't played that amount of games coming off the back of being inactive for six months. So there's going to be a big strain in every squad in the league, and there's going to be a lot of squad changes with the COVID situation and, and, and injuries, etc. But if, I, if we can do that and we can, we can uh, stay in there and give ourselves a chance, we still, I, I think. The nucleus of that squad the following year could accelerate really to the next level. So that, that's that's what we're hoping. But we can only do what we can do. We, we can't go and bring in uh, established players when you've not got that sort of finances to do that. So we've got to try and take a few gambles as, as young boys. Every player's a gamble, but younger boys especially. And hopefully there's a few a few diamonds come, come through and, and uh, we can keep it again and, and finish at the bottom seven. But I went. Best of luck this season, Stuart. Thanks very much for coming on. No problem. Take care. Speak Brilliant. to you soon. And that is part two, where we looked at Irvin Meadow, Clyde Bank, Cumnock and Rob Roy. We'll be back tomorrow, where we'll do Glenafton, Darville, Troon and Cumbernauld United. Shankers, Lachlan, it's been an absolute pleasure again, and we'll see everyone tomorrow. Thank you.